Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the, the, to the next episode of the Mind War podcast. For those of you who don't remember, my name is N.P. Stradum, and as your co-host with Jean Roux, I, I got the privilege of having a chat this morning with Rick Howes. Now, Rick, uh, for those of you who don't know him, currently CEO of Dundee Precious Metals, based here in Toronto, in Canada. And of course, Dundee has a special relationship with MineRP as well, but I'll leave that to Rick to explain a little bit more. As we jump into this discussion, Rick, welcome on the podcast, first of all. Thank you, thank um, you very much. You are described around the world where people meet you as a bit of a rare bird, a CEO who has a vision for, for a digital mine. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Where did that even come from? And as a CEO, why are you interested in, in digital things? Yeah, maybe uh, I can give you a little bit of background on myself first, just to sort of maybe set context yeah. for you know, that drive or that ambition or that interest in, in what you referred to. Uh, so I am a mining engineer by background, and I spent uh, now 40 years in the industry, right. uh, really with, uh, I guess, uh, kind of a bottom-up kind of exposure to the industry, working really at the front lines of mining initially, uh, you know, and then into supervision uh, in the mines, uh, working mostly in underground mines in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, some of the larger mines, and with the larger mining companies, uh, as, a, as I'll say, an operator mm-hmm. and, and, and an engineer, a technical uh, specialist as well in the industry for many years. You're a Sudbury native? Yeah, Sudbury. Yeah. I spent many years in Sudbury, 20, 20 years in Sudbury, okay. uh, and then a number of other places in Canada, the Arctic as well as Western Canada. And, uh, Northern Canada. So those experiences probably were what really uh, drove my passion to see how we can do things better. I think yeah. having grown up in the industry and watched sort of technology and innovation and things happen over time, I always had the feeling we could do better. Uh, I always had that sense that there was opportunities to drive you know, better performance, uh, run safer operations, uh, do things more sustainably. Uh, as kind of a background to, to what I always wanted to do when I was doing those jobs yeah. was find ways to do that. So that, yeah. that never left me. I would say the, the greatest uh, sort of time I had in terms of that was when I went and worked in the Arctic in Canada when Problems that we encountered there were not problems you could find in a textbook to solve. You really yeah. had... We it's had, the engineering quest of doing things yeah, better. That's right. And we had very unique challenges in the Arctic. Uh, permafrost uh, hosted uh, ore bodies. Right. Uh, we had to extract the material when the ground was actually... When, when the air was melting the, the permafrost in the mine, we actually had to put a refrigeration plant in the Arctic. Who would have ever thought you would <laughs> put a refrigeration a plant in the Arctic? But, yes. but that was one example of, of, sort of getting involved in some very uh, different challenges and finding solutions. So uh, I've always had that passion to do that. And so the jobs that I've tried to take on are always about finding the challenges and taking on those, yeah. taking on those challenges. And at which stage did you, did you add on the kind of business hat that a, that a senior executive should be wearing? Uh, well, that probably came later you know, in my career in the last uh, 11 or so years now with Dundee particularly. Uh, I've got the opportunity to be uh, 
uh, move from more of an operations uh, individual into the executive levels of the company. Uh, and that experience was uh, really uh, around getting mentored by others who were more experienced than me mm -hmm. in those roles. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly it, it brought a new perspective to, the, to me in terms of how you know, businesses uh, are able to navigate a much more complex environment mm -hmm. uh, involving you know, both investor interests, shareholder interests, and uh, interests of governments and, and uh, of course, uh, communities. So um, challenging <laughs> that uh, was far more challenging probably than anything else I've done. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not an engineering challenge only anymore, yeah. is it? That's right. Uh, I've, I've heard you refer to yourself previously as a knuckle-dragging miner. <laughs> I, I said to you earlier, the, the Mine Warp podcast is about, as much as it is about kind of warping your mind, it is also about changing the speed at which business can be done. And that's a big problem in mining, isn't it? The slowness. The, the yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest opportunity that sits there in mining today is if, if we can change the speed at which we're able to do things, we can respond to the rather, I'll say, volatile and yeah. uh, sort of constantly changing environment we're faced with both externally and internally in the mines. Uh, and uh, that responsiveness to that or that ability to, uh, to be agile, if you want to use that word, you know, is what's going to uh, differentiate, I think, companies of, of tomorrow from companies of the past. Mm -hmm. So we, we hear about digitizing a lot. Uh, you've been a guest in, 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 in the panel discussion two weeks ago, three weeks ago as a mining in Darbant. And, uh, you know, I had different perspectives uh, from your co-panelists about adding digital to current ways that we do work. But you're really about, about not only understanding things better through digital, but also about changing the way that we do things mm -hmm. through digital, right? Yeah, I, I see a huge uh, opportunity there. Um, again, it's, uh, it's evolving all the time, so it's, it's not a static thing, but uh, the opportunities really come through uh, the uh, ability to uh, use data in, in a way that allows a business to essentially be more precise and, and more proactive and, yeah. and uh, make decisions really on the basis of better information. Uh, so how that data is being you know, gathered, collected, used uh, is the key to it and, and changing processes and yes. involving people in the change that occurs is really the key to success in that. So it isn't simple, uh, mm -hmm. and it's a whole set of things that need to happen, including the technology uh, changes, but uh, probably the biggest challenges are, are more around the cultural and social uh, aspects of it in terms of how people see their roles today in, in the companies and uh, where the benefits accrue to those changes and, and whether people buy into those changes yeah. or not. That's, that's really the, the challenge. I see a lot of, of, of executives in the mining industry who are asked about the impact of digital solutions, digital transformation, AI, etc., on the workforce from the perspective of do we expect loss of jobs. 
uh, and there's a big conversation there, but, but in my mind there's even a bigger conversation about how should just the current people in the current jobs be doing mm. their jobs differently? How, how do we harness the tools to just become smarter at what we do? Yeah, I think we're, we're jumping too far ahead on the subject of sort of job uh, reductions yeah. and so on. I, I think there's a far better opportunity today in, in the, and I, you have to walk before you run in this world, but uh, where we're not really, we're not even running, we're not even probably jogging, we're yeah. probably maybe a little bit between crawling and walking mm. in terms of our potential. So it really that translates it more into how data is, is used mm. uh, and, 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 that, and that's more uh, work, uh, you know, better information, better decisions, uh, how do people carry out tasks uh, and uh, so it isn't so much about automation, if you want to call it that, and mm. job losses through automation. Uh, I don't think initially, I think ultimately that's where it heads. Uh, as the technology gets more uh, advanced and we get more comfortable with uh, the idea of not having people uh, either operating machinery or uh, in the workplace itself in terms of getting things done. When we talk about the specifics of opportunity, low-hanging fruit or, or prioritizing opportunities is always uh, something. There's not a single recipe, right? There's, there's not one problem that any mining company should start with. But in your opinion, what are some of the uh, critical things that they have to kind of put in place foundationally in order to then go forward and, and, and harvest some of the opportunities? Well, I, I, you know, I see a lot of companies kind of uh, looking at point solutions to problems and, and certainly that's a, a pathway to get there. Yeah. We chose a different path. Um, we didn't really think that was a start, good starting point to jump around with different sort of, I'll call them shiny balls and, and try to implement little things here and there because there's a difficulty in integrating all these different components and things sure. into a, a more seamless way to run the business. So we were thinking always about the sort of uh, the concept of running the business really from an end-to-end -end integrated point of view. So mm -hmm. where we started foundationally was uh, really looking at our operating model. So how right. do we define you know, how work gets planned, how work gets scheduled, how work gets executed. Uh, you know, that to us was sort of the core of our business. Mm -hmm. And so we really dissected that, took that apart, rebuilt that, uh, and, and introduced the technology that allowed us to do that better. So, so that's where we started. Uh, people use the word shorter interval control, uh, certainly we did early on as well, and it's a part of it. It's, it's it, that p being the feedback loop uh, uh, around the managing of work. Uh, but it is a broader context to this too, which is really integrated. Uh, mind planning, integrated business planning, yeah. uh, and then and then fully integrated master schedules, and then uh, how you execute and get the feedback Which on the execution. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's connecting these almost discrete parts of your business together, so right. that you have a business acting as a unit. Yes, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, and I think for most companies, and there's probably a thirty to forty percent, uh, you know, uplift in you know performance whether that's through increased production or reduced costs or better productivities uh, yeah i think that 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 lies inherent in most underground mines particularly I, the open pits may be a little less so but 
because spending capital on on uh, technology, specifically uh, you know information technology, as opposed to to hardware technology and machines, is something that that uh, many mining companies have to kind of get their heads around. You know, it's it's fairly easy to motivate for buying that additional loader. It's not that easy to motivate for buying. Uh, ethereal things, electrons that'll that'll connect the different loaders with a plan. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, yeah, but people have to see that, uh, you know, today um, most of what your people are doing are related to how that those activities are done, planning, scheduling, yeah. execution. Yeah. So if you can enhance the the capability itself and and do it better, and I think it, it's very simple in terms of the value proposition because. Uh, if you look at our minds today, the inefficiency really around how much we schedule, if you measured it as schedule compliance, and mm. you said, okay, mm. I have a plan and I'm going to schedule all the work, and then uh, how much of that work gets done, uh, how much is sort of reactive to scrambling. Right. You know, unplanned work is about 50% or more less efficient than That's planned right. work. So, so the so idea just of just the work the idea of just pla having the work planned and executing and following yeah. your schedules immediately transfers into more efficient operations because yeah. you reduce the number of the amount of unplanned work. Yeah. So very it's, simple it's concept, but that's unplanned work and, and, and yeah, as you say less efficient. Uh, <coughs> Rick in your experience uh, is this bearing fruit? Um, both at, at, at Dundee Precious Metals' own operations, but do you see your peers finding value from from employing digital platforms? It, it, without, without question, it, it, it is uh, bearing fruit for us, for sure. Because we've been at it a, a fair long time now. We started uh, down that journey in around 2010 uh, to introduce some of the wireless connectivity that allowed some of these things to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been at it for, say, 10 years now. Um, and I, I would say our business has benefited, you know, that 30% improvement we've seen already um, and I see other businesses going down the road now too I think uh, many didn't start as soon as we did that's all but uh, I see them in many of these companies now starting down that road yeah. um, from a minor P perspective of course we see that with, with many companies that we start off with that there's a and you referred to this you said we cannot run before we crawl right there is a maturity curve that every company has to go through and it's necessary and uh, and that's because you've got to bring the people along and you've got to bring the processes sure. along as well. Um, maybe as we head to a close then, it's fairly easy for a, for a technology uh, uh, person to give technological advice, but if you had to give advice to, uh, to a young company, a smaller company, maybe the, 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 the big ones have have deep enough pockets to, to engage uh, consultants for, for many hours. But if you had to give advice to a, uh, to a CEO of a, of a fairly junior company who has big aspirations, what would it be? Yeah, I think the, the key is to try to not to think that you can take that on yourself, that you need to work with uh, you know, partners. And so if your ambitions are big, uh, uh, you know, you have to sit, I think, down with those who are more experienced and mm. knowledgeable about these opportunities and can guide you on a path to, to get there. I think it's, it's not something, you know, for sure you want to take on or you're trying to do it all yourself. Mm. Yeah. 
Okay, well, we always ask this uh, maybe more light-hearted or more on a personal note question to, to end the discussion, so I'm going to pitch that to you as well. What are you reading? Uh, if, if people out there would wonder, you know, what's the next Christmas present that I should send to Dundee's <laughs> <laughs> offices for Rick House, you know? Well, I do a lot of I do a lot of you know reading of the sort of current events. I'll call it. I, I you know enjoy reading my newspapers in the morning uh -huh. and my uh, you know reading up on what's happening in the world. Uh, but besides that, I, I mean, when I'm taking time off, I try to sort of break away from all the business-related reading, and I, yeah. I read uh, more science fiction or fiction novels uh, as opposed to uh, I'll really? say business-related subjects just uh -huh. to just to get a mental break yeah, <laughs> from yeah. all the activities. So I like detective novels probably uh, the most. The whodunits. Yeah, the whodunits, <laughs> yeah. Rick, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. And also for your leadership and input into Minor P's uh, business. It's always a, a pleasure to spend time with you. And I'm sure everyone will find this very valuable. Thank you very much, Andrew.